Hey. (laughs) (laughs) We're just popping in at the beginning of the episode. After listening to it back and after some recent events in in the the news. news, Um... This episode is strongly features Under Armour, the yes. actual episode of Friday Night Lights and our podcast episode. And going into it, we didn't realize that the CEO of Under Armour was serving on Donald Trump's advisory manufacturing council. Yeah. That's not something I'd ever want to know or care about. That's not... No. Not something that would ever cross my brain to know about. But it popped off in the news literally this week, and it came to our attention that this probably wasn't the best brand to be... Endorsing? Yeah. So he's since left the advisory council, but, you know, after eight months hanging out with Donald Trump, maybe still not the best athleisure line to be shopping from so if you're looking for some athleisure we would recommend looking elsewhere um and i don't want to name any brands in case like they're all oh, horrible god do <laughs> i'm pretty sure at some point in this episode i scream you vote with your dollar so maybe it could behoove us all true to do a little research before we buy something totally um and don't yell about brands unless you know what they're all about yeah is that it i think so Take it with a grain of salt and we will do our research next time. Will we? We'll come back and redact our entire episode. <laughs> we will. <laughs> um, and I guess fuck Donald Trump and Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Fuck Donald Trump. Black Lives Matter. Okay. Enjoy the episode. Listen up, people. Uh, we're back, baby. <laughs> we we never left, but we're also back. Yeah, like, it feels like a return to form. Totally. I feel like we were out of it the last episode, and then Kamaria snapped us back. Yeah, for into, sure. Into focus. Yeah, so we're bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and have... Oh, actually, we're clear-eyed. Ooh, good one. Um, this is Clear Eyes, Full Hearts Plus Booze, by the way. Hi. I'm sponsored by Under Armour. <laughs> Just in case you didn't know. Um, yeah. Use our code <laughs> booze <laughs> for two thousand dollars <laughs> off your team's new uniforms. Um, brought to you by the weird hot rep. Like Jeff. Yeah. Yeah, he's so hot. Anyway, um l- let's talk about the episode. It's episode number three. Um, the title is In the Skin of a Lion. All you Michael and Dachi fans. <laughs> yeah. It's a Venn diagram of fans. <laughs> I should have fucking Googled something about that book, but then I, like, I was like, I'm too lazy too. It's too boring. Yeah. We had to read it. I don't remember much of it. Was it, is it at all connected to the English patient? I, I know, know he wrote both of them, but I don't know if one's like a weird prequel or something. Um, that's Canadian literature for you. Yeah, it's all, man, the Canlit landscape is really fucked up right now. We don't want to talk about it. We have to just keep our eye on the prize. Talk about episode oh three. Oh my God. Friday Night drama. Lights. So much drama. 
Um, so the Netflix summary is pretty good. Okay. <sighs> Coach betrays Tammy's trust when the Lions need new uniforms. Tensions between Vince and Luke threaten the team's already meager chances on the field. I don't even need to watch the episode. No. I have a full account of what happened. That's a great summary. The use of the word meager gives me chills. <laughs> yeah, you don't expect that to see that word in a Netflix summary. Yeah, it's not your it's not your everyday kind of vocabulary. Love. Um, so we did notice that in this episode, Coach is pretty much the star of the show. Well, most things revolve around his bad behavior and bad judgment. He's like the um like the protagonist but like the shining star i think is buddy but we'll get to that oh my god i love buddy it's like buddy steals steals the show (laughs) but it's like he steals it from coach okay gotcha you know what i mean yeah so coach is like he is being coach like essentially like all his behavior in this ep is like very quintessential yeah, starting with the first thing we see, which is his idea of a fun football fundraiser. <laughs> yeah, where he screams that it's a fun activity yeah, it's to fun, his team. fun, guys, I swear. So they have to push a car through yeah. the streets of East Dillon um, to get money. I don't, I don't think that's a good way to get money. Have they tried bake sales? Yeah, I feel like it's... You gotta give to get. Yeah, I feel like just showing like a feat of strength like that don't impress me much like yeah like do like, okay a car so wash. you're pushing a car <laughs> <laughs> do a sexy oh, car wash there you go yeah like a comedy sexy car wash because it's all funny dudes there oh my god um, we're rolling in the that's dough. how we're that's how we pay it. for our podcast yeah uh yeah so like but he, there's no one he's trying to like drum up interest in the in the town so he's giving him stacks of money yeah. to give to residents of East Dillon so that they can give money to the guys pushing the car so that they feel like so they people are, are like, interested. Oh, they're like mob mentality. Like if he's giving money, I should give money too. Yeah. And it also like just keeps the guys, like the yeah. team rolling they're through like, the oh, streets. It's working. Yeah. Um, but everyone's kind of this is like where Vince Some people take the money. Yeah, but like <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> fair. Also like We'll get into money in this yeah. episode, but it's crazy. money's tight around here. Money is tight around here, and it's crazy that he can coach can like flagrantly just give away hundreds of dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, but he wouldn't like that doesn't come up in any capacity. Like they're keeping such track of their finances, yet he's just like blows all this cash. I mean, I think it's indicative of the same problem. Like he's he not has a good money his, problem. <laughs> yeah, he's bleeding money. Um, so I guess they raised some money, and then I think most of it's coach's money. Yeah, I don't think like they probably didn't raise much. Right, they um, raised a meager amount. A meager, <laughs> and they're trying to buy new uniforms because if you remember, there was like they a ritualistic fire. Um, so coach goes to the principal who we haven't met yet. The East Dillon principal. Have we met um, him before? Not that I can remember, but I like him. Me too. He's, He's a really realistic. Yeah. He it actually, it really broke my heart. His conversation with coach mm-hmm. because he coach is like, we need to get more like money. Cause if we don't have uniforms, we don't have football. And Levi is basically like, we 
don't. don't. We shouldn't even have football. You, the only reason you're here is because you're the only one that didn't get the joke. Which Ooh. is like, first of all, it's sad because it makes Coach look like a fool. Totally. Because he just like eagerly goes in. Yeah. Like, yo, like, where's the rest of the money for our football program? But it's also sad because like East Dillon got that they were the butt of the joke. Like they got that no one would think they should have a football team. Yeah. Like that's really sad to me. It's just like he, again, like is, does not understand. He's so idealistic. He doesn't not like, he still hasn't like got a grasp on like the world that he's in and yeah. how things operate. Like he's treating the school like it was like West, it's West Dillon. Dillon. Yeah. Like he's just not aware of his surroundings really. Yeah. They have like, they all have better things to do than think about football the fact that he thinks he can just get five thousand dollars for uniforms that's he fucking has crazy no idea no. what's going on um so the principles is also like if we don't because the forefoot is still making everybody feel uncomfortable so he's like i'm not oh, right. even sure like we're gonna keep football um if like y'all can't finish a game like so don't come to me for money when like the only thing you have to show for this program is that you forfeited a game yeah, like true to- totally yeah so he gives coach a lot to think about i think because mm-hmm. coach is really like kind of cruising on like the goodwill he has from winning state yeah but it's like wearing thin on people <laughs> yeah like no one gives a fuck no. except for luke cafferty he's obsessed with state yeah he loves state <laughs> Uh, so, but coach needs uniforms because he literally has no other option. And he told the team he's going to get uniforms. Well, he, there's no, unless they wear like red t-shirts. Yeah. So that's like still sizzling in the background. Meanwhile, he needs to shake up the team because there's like tension and bad attitudes. Um, mostly from Luke. Yeah. Luke is a surprise tricky because you think that he's coming from a place totally. of good intention. Okay. This was exactly my thought process because when he came up to coach in his office and he was like, I just want to apologize again for like any weirdness about the mailbox and with your wife, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that's so nice of him to just go and apologize to coach. He's such a good boy. And then coach is like, you lied. <laughs> and like, you are trying to make it seem like you didn't lie and it was my wife's fault for getting you kicked out and like it's not gonna fly with me and basically he just sees right through like the country bumpkin that i was totally taken in by i fell for like his baby i literally wrote what did i write i said that he luke is a tiny baby who is my son that's what i wrote when i saw him give that apology like why is he such a sweet boy yeah Uh, (laughs) but coach like some i coach is used to like the pandering of you know like past panthers right so he's used to people sucking up to him people trying to be his fave yeah he's seen it all before so basically he's like i'm not giving you a pass just because yeah you used to be a panther he essentially is like if you're if you want to if you want to be here and you want to like show me your character like fucking show me on the field like don't just joke around yeah and i'll give you praise when you stop like asking for it pretty right. much and that's like when you start showing me yeah instead of asking me and that sort of like follows like luke past that all that interaction because he 
um, coach puts him as like on def- on defense or mm-hmm. something, and and he's like, I don't play defense, like coach, like you yeah. got to see what I can do, whatever. And coach is like, just fucking do what I say. And then Luke gets all bent out of shape because he's like, no one's gonna be able to see how good I am at anything if you don't put me in the position that I want a player that I'm good at playing. So like, he's kind of like tricking everyone by being like, I'm just trying to stand up for myself, and I'm just trying to yeah. whatever. But again, like he's coming into a new type of circumstances. Like you don't just get what you want mm-hmm. all the time. And the contrast between him talking to coach and him talking to Tim is like very stark. Like yeah. with coach, he kind of plays like the innocent all American. Yeah. And then with Tim, when he, you know, they're talking about Becky, he like really lets his true self shine through. And yeah. he's just a normal guy. He's not like that sweet baby that we thought he was. Yeah. He's not. Yeah, he's not, it's not, it's like too good to be true, kind yeah, of. Yeah, totally. Um, so Vince sees Luke coming in. Yeah. Tr- like, like trying to get coach's attention, trying to be all like superhero. Mm-hmm. And Vince is like, again, this guy just comes yeah, he to. He thinks he's gracing us with his presence. Mm-hmm. He comes to our school. Yeah. He thinks that he knows what's best for the team. Um, and I think Vince feels a little undermined by that because I think Vince thought that he was like the budding star right. and like the apple of coach's eye, even mm-hmm. if he doesn't really want to like show it yeah. on the surface. Um, so there's tension between Luke and Vince and it's making Vince kind of like, f- he's either like not trying or he's in his own head and he's fucking up at practice and mm-hmm. he's just not showing think, up. Yeah. It's just kind of demoralizing. And then also seeing, he doesn't see that coach isn't paying attention to Luke. He just sees Luke sucking up to coach. Right. Um, so he kind of has the conversation with Calvin while mm-hmm. they're shooting hoops. Love. Um, and he, well, he like right away is like, he's not my dad. Like he can't, you know, treat me like this. He's like the only I, one that has seen coach being a dad. When I was vacuuming, that's all I could think about was yeah. that like, this is the only person who sees through it and actually like verbally expresses the fact that this dude swoops in and tries to be everyone's pseudo dad. Yeah. He's like, I don't need a dad. I need a football coach. And like, you know, he's not giving me what I need. And then there's this Luke guy and Calvin basically says like, you have to look out for yourself because um, like the white people are going to stick together, which is like pretty astute. It sucks that they have to know that mm-hmm. as like teens, but like, yeah. They're going to uphold white supremacy as long as they can ride it out. Yeah. And it's also like the vibe of like they knew each other sort of before coming into this. Like they would have had a history with like that West Dillon past. Right. So it's like, how could you not assume that coach is going to favor that kid over the other kids on the team? Right. Or Luke just is, like, like bonafide... anyone from a privileged yeah. Yeah, like situation. Because like they're also thinking like if he's a bonafide star or like a star player... Like, we don't have a... He's not going to treat us equally if this guy is just, like, coming in. Um, so Vince is, like, not here for that. Like, he's really sort of, like, he's put, put off. off. <laughs> Vince is put off by <laughs> coach, coach being put off. off. <laughs> um, so it all kind of... Oh, okay. And then Coach makes another oh, yeah. shuffle. Um, he puts Lance, aka Landry, as a punter. Punting is different in baseball. I don't know anything about baseball. Still. Punting is when they 
hold their bat sideways and they make it go like boop. Isn't that bunting? Fuck. Yeah, you're right. It is. <laughs> the one thing well, I know of about. of course, I got them confused. That's so confusing. <laughs> it's not I'm not okay. going to apologize. <laughs> that those two things are the same no, name. No, 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 no. And they have opposite meanings. One is projecting something very far and one is it's like a tiny little something. blip yeah it's like a tyra lila all over again yeah how am i supposed to keep it straight i can look there's so many balls in the air <laughs> can't keep these ball sports straight um punting in football it's a special team it's a special team which means you do a specific wait no i don't know yeah it is they like stop the play oh, or so they stop the game and then they're like bring in this special team and then they do something fancy. And they fancy. do the thing that they're like yeah. the one dude is trained on how to do kind mm-hmm. of thing. Punting seems like it would be easy because you're just kicking it through those giant ass But think thingies. about the like shape of a football. You have to time it exactly right which is how Lantry gets into trouble. Right. You have to when he plays it looks like he has to catch it and then set up the punt upon catching the ball right like in that circumstance um which or but do they but sometimes uh, they it's all a little thingy sometimes yeah. they do because i think that's maybe when it's that's like, when you like start i think <laughs> okay i'm gonna go off the cuff and i will never talk about football again okay i think when you score a touchdown and you want to get like the field goal the one point I think you might put it on the thing and kick it. Because it's already on your your terms. Yeah. Again, not 100%. I think if you want to do like just a regular field goal, which is two points, I think you can just like kick it out of the air. Like you can you can like get the ball past you and then like kick. But do you need to be a special man to do that? I don't know. I have no I have no fucking clue. I think like they still would call in the punter and set up the play, but it, mm-hmm. if you're not doing it after a touchdown, it's worth two points. And when you're when you're doing a kick after a touchdown, it's only one. That's the thing I don't really like about football is it's not very fluid. There's so much stopping and starting that obviously they're like talented yeah. and like are excel at their field, but it's not like it's not like not a those, beautiful like, game. Exactly. It's not elegant. Um, I watched rugby for the first time in my life on television on the weekend and I'm like obsessed with it. Those it's guys like, are hot. Everyone. Okay. First of all, everyone is hot. Second of all, no one wears any equipment. So you're basically just like bodies smacking together. It's like soccer, but like hardcore. And they do this like insane thing where when they like do a throw in from the sidelines and they throw it up really high, the teams will lift their players in the air Ooh, to catch the ball. That's pretty cool. <laughs> it's like a bunch of dudes like holding a dude by the butt and like legs and like hoisting him to reach. It's very like, it's like figure skating. Yeah. I died and then no one wanted to watch it they were bored but yeah i mean i wouldn't want to watch it for a long time i was into it it was also really easy to follow like i understood the rules because it's like soccer yeah but you can y'all you only can pass backwards towards so you're like you're moving incrementally up the field but like you have to pass it while you're running forward they have to complicate it I don't know. It's like, but it was easy to tell what was happening. And then they, they score a touchdown the same way with football, kind of. They have to run with the ball across the line to the end zone. The only sport that I want to see is ping pong. <laughs> <laughs> ping pong, you think, is going to be a chill 
experience. No, those guys are serious. They sweat all their clothes off. They have people handing them fucking power bars in between sets. Like, that is because a true like, athlete. It's so delicate. It's delicate, but ferocious at the same time. Yeah, it's a fine balance. I bet those ping pong players are good lovers. <laughs> they're all hands guys (laughs) exactly um landry learns to punt he sucks at it yeah moving on he's bad okay so there's tension there's punting there's also the fact they don't have uniforms and coach is working on a harebrained scheme totally so, he, yeah, what's the name of the dude from Under Armour? Doug. Yeah, Doug. Um, Doug is this hot dude. This handsome, ginger-bearded man. Like, just perfect, like, face shape. Eyelashes, I'm sure, are popping. He is a rep for Under Armour who is somehow Coach's BFF from, like, back in the day. Help Coach helped him out a lot in the beginning, which, like... That makes no sense. Maybe he like gets a commish, and so coach was like, "Yeah, I'll take an extra, you know, sunglass strap, yeah, <laughs> to like put you over the limit of your commission, like okay, put you that, to the next level." That's that's normal. I was thinking that like you know, coach like spotted him money when like oh. his like business foreclosed. I was like going dramatic. Okay. Um. So it's blatant Under Armour product placement because. As soon as Coach is like, hi, Doug from Under Armour, thanks for meeting here, Doug launches into some, like, speech about, like, how Under Armour is amazing. Um, But that, you know, he needs, he likes Coach, he wants to help him out, give him some extra hats and shit, but he needs to be paid, like, so that he can process the order, essentially. I mean, like, fair. That's how money works. That's how most things work. Um, So... Coach doesn't have the well. They've money. always they've always been sponsored by Under Armour, but this is the first time it's really been like woven into the narrative. And I just have to say, like as brand storytelling, everyone's looking for like brand storytelling, blah blah blah. This was very well done. Like this is exactly what they what brands should be shooting for when they do sponsored content, sponsored stories. This is it. Preach! Like, it was so well done. I can't even... I'm not even mad. But I just watched an hour-long commercial for Under Armour. Yeah, because, like, we... Like, if you look back or, like, look closely, you always see the Under Armour collar sticking mm-hmm. out of everybody's stuff. It's, like, it's... And it, they're credited at the end of every episode. Um, this was just, like... They use like, the drama of yeah. uniform burning to sell me... Under Armour. It's, I, yeah, I'm considering it. <laughs> so Coach goes right ahead and signs that check for Doug. Yeah, Doug needs. He asked for five thousand. Coach hems and haws. Um, he asked for five thousand upfront, seemingly that there would be more to come. Mm-hmm. And then Coach says, "No, I can't." And then so he says. Give me three thousand now and two thousand on delivery, and then we'll, we'll call talk, it yeah. even. Um, so meaning that he shaved off, I don't know, probably a couple thousand dollars. He's definitely helping him out, like to the extreme. Yeah. He's also said he's selling it to them at like um, wholesale value, like at wholesale value, or at, like at cost. Yeah, like at the cost they buy it at, or something. So like it's 
a good deal. Um, so Coach needs these uniforms and he's backed into a corner. So he writes a personal check for $3,000 to Doug from Under Armour. Doug is shook. He doesn't understand why there's a, why it's a personal check. Um, but coach assures him it's He's fine. He's like, are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Like Doug knows immediately, like the jig is up. Yeah. Because I mean, he deals with probably coaches all day long. Like, yeah, it's always through boosters. It's always the buddy money. It's usually exactly. It's usually some, yeah. like an old dude wearing like 75 state rings. Yeah. Like, with like licking his fingers cigar and smoke around off, like, his face honeys. in the corner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we just painted like the the most vivid picture for you. Um, yeah, so he did what he had to do in the moment. It was not right though. It was bad, bad financial planning. He, but he didn't. He was yeah, like he, he had said, no he was choice. Back into a corner. He didn't have a choice. He could have made the situation better by telling Tammy immediately so she could move some money around. What I would have done is called her on the phone. The second Doug walks out of the office, I would have been like, okay, here's what just went down right. just now. Yeah. But an explained situation to her, she would understand the, the, like the funding problems at that school and go like, okay. Yeah, like that sucks, but we have some in our savings account or like, I'm about to get paid. We'll just not buy this or whatever. Yeah. But at the same time, like coach was always the breadwinner. So he's probably just like used he feels, to. No, he feels ashamed. Oh, now that he doesn't have, now that Tammy's, like you know, the one that makes the most money, and he doesn't have money, and his team's losing, and he hasn't won a game yet, and he might get fired. Yeah, like there's a lot of shame involved. I think, and I think, well, actually, that makes sense as to how he told her that he ultimately right. So he at first he lied and said it was a forty five dollar check about dry cleaning, and Tammy was like still pissed. She <laughs> yeah, was she like, was not okay with that. She was like, you have to put it in the book. Yeah, yeah, because she knows she's like me. She like. It's a super sleuth and notices every little weird detail. So she was like, a check's missing. Meanwhile, I was paying my student loan twice a month and I didn't even realize it for like two years. Anyway, she was like, I checked like the perforated edges of the checkbook and yeah. like, a check has been removed and it hasn't been documented in the book. Doesn't she have like a double thing? Maybe they don't have checks like that. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? maybe or That's maybe a smart thing to do he well maybe he just like took the carbon and didn't like put the carbon like yeah, file the carbon like, ate it <laughs> oh my god he 100 percent ate it he had he put it like as a lettuce leaf on his sandwich yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nothing weird here guys yeah it's fine um so she wasn't happy about that but now he's like okay so she wasn't happy about that she's gonna be so mad when i tell her the truth mm-hmm. so he is so stressed out that he gets drunk and when coach gets drunk he gets ad libby. Yeah. <laughs> um, he essentially, I forget what they're fighting about, like from the beginning. And then all of a sudden he's like, and I took $3,000 and paid for these uniforms, which is a really rude way <laughs> to tell your wife about that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I mean, he like, there was no question that he knew he had fucked up and he wasn't trying to be like, I mean, he was trying to seem like she was wrong, but like it was all, it was like smoke and mirrors. Yeah. And she you could ac- clearly see that he didn't think that she accuses him instantly of like, you cannot come into my house, steal my money, get drunk and then blame me for yeah. your problems, which like 
you can try, but it's not going to pan out. Yeah. I think she was more mad about the way he told her than what he did. Because I agree. she understands that he is going through a hard time. Yeah. And I, she. It probably would have been the same reaction if he said, oh, yeah, it was a check for $3,000. She probably would have been like, oh, hon, you have to like write it down, <laughs> you know? But the fact Please that he. Please put that in the book. Yeah. The fact that he um, like raised his voice and was getting agitated. Oh, God, yeah. Um, that was probably like insult to injury. It. It. But his classic coach, like, he freaks out. Classic. Does, it was, like, textbook yeah. coach. So then you know that the aftermath is that everything's fine. But I also was struck by, she came to his office and was like, I know you're having a hard time, but you can't do that because of the way that, like, families and relationships work. Exactly. And he immediately was just like, I'm sorry, and, like, that's it. Like, he wasn't like, I'm sorry, but, or I'm sorry if. No. Just, like, he knew he was wrong and he was just he had no other choice he's kind of getting better at apologizing this season he we should make a montage of him apologizing yeah. because he does it a million times like last ep he was quick on the apologies yeah. this time was a more complicated matter but he still came through with mm-hmm. like less excuses when yeah. push came to shove he's growing we're we're watching growth happen he's on his hero's journey and east dylan is really just giving him life lessons Mm -hmm. he's becoming more self-aware he's just becoming like more like conscious of like the world around him yeah he's out of his bubble love it he's coming out of his cage and he's feeling just fine (laughs) um is that it for coach i think so yeah, so he... Oh, but then they get the uniforms. Oh, my God. How so, could we forget the I uniforms? Know. We admitted to each other that this made us both cry, <laughs> this beautiful commercial for, for Under, Under Armour. Um, when they get to the game... The locker room. Yeah, the locker room for the game. Like, they all have their helmets and their jersey Aww. all lined up. On their lockers and they like there's a like an extended scene where they are like trying it on and like patting each other on the back and like for some of them like it's probably the nicest thing they've ever had i agree i think like it's um and i think it's one of those things that like you can't believe like the nice gift that you were given that your like, daddy gave you <laughs> coach daddy yeah um but like the nat like the very like natural and like um like that's just the looks on their faces and like the smiles that everybody yeah, it was had like it was like morning. very genuine yeah um and it just makes them like go crazy they start like chanting and cheering and like yeah. doing like but yeah team it's, cheers it's the little things now they're like a real team they feel like a real team so they're probably gonna play like a real team yeah um, they do play a little bit like a real team. Oh my god, we didn't they talk get about the cr- one, one touchdown. Yeah, we didn't talk about the other crazy thing that happened. Okay, so let's talk about it. <laughs> the night is young. I can't believe that I almost forgot the uniforms and also the other crazy thing that happened. Yeah. Um. So the game is playing. They're losing. They just need to like to do something to get their. They almost get a touchdown, but then. Vince, there's a play that he's been struggling with, and I feel like that's the play that he messed up. And they they keep saying like, "You're your own worst enemy to him," which is like, I guess he can't get out of his head. Yeah, but 
the play, they're trying to get a touchdown and he's fucking up. And then the one play where Luke has an opportunity because he, he makes like a like a runaround, like bypass everybody. He's going to score a touchdown. Um, there is a defense guy from the other team who's like on the verge of tackling him. And Vince has like a clear opening to take that guy out so that Luke can like sail through to the end zone. And Vince just slows down and lets that oh, other team I wasn't paying attention. Mem- the, like the bad team tackle Luke. Uh, and so he doesn't score Luke that first. Yeah. And so everyone freaks out and Vince okay. kind of goes like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Like he's really just like letting Luke just get okay, clobbered. I totally missed that. Right. So that's So that's when, why a coach is so mad. That's when all hell breaks loose. Yeah, that's why he's so mad because he blatantly didn't block the dude from right. tackling Luke. Um and you can and Vince is very pissed off because he takes his helmet off on the field, which like I didn't know was a fucking crime. Apparently it's a crime. Um, I think we just should insert the clip of Coach's yeah. reaction. So Coach is like screaming at him and then he like gets in real oh my close. God. And like to be honest, it was like pretty arousing. <laughs> they were kissing. They were yeah. Men can't <laughs> men if they could kiss, they would they would kiss. kiss. Yeah. The passion and the feels come through in really weird ways for dudes when they can't because they don't emote all day every day like right. normal people so the next step would just be to take it there mm-hmm. to just kiss to get all your feelings like out mm-hmm. of the way but they can't so listen to this and picture kissing <laughs> hey let me tell you something you know what you know why i always pick on you because you're good that's why you know why you have problem because you're your worst damn enemy that's why sorry coach get out of my face no you get out of my face let me tell you something you put that damn helmet on right now don't you damn talk to me like that out here you change it right now and then they get one it's like 27 to like however many points a touchdown is seven right so they did a no-key job yeah they scored touchdown they're on the board and it makes the crowd kind of believe in them a little bit because it was also like it boiled down to the last seconds of the game and they scored a touchdown and then you saw um the principal levi was like go lions and that was really heartwarming yeah he was like a little kind of like yeah he was like okay go lions (laughs) (laughs) but that was like really sweet because it's like he now also gets to experience pride for his school that he works so hard for and coach is also like offhandedly showing like like see like these new uniforms like breathe life into the these the individuals which then came together we don't just want fancy things to be fancy yeah we're not the panthers Mm -mm, not uh he'll never go ask levi for a fucking golf cart or a smoothie truck a fucking jumbotron oh my god i forgot the jumbotron days are so behind me if i like can't look back about this during the jumbotron we would have been like (laughs) kicking microphones over being like if you come to me and ask for jumbotron one more time you deserve a jumbotron oh god i like the new us just like super invested in season four i love season four (laughs) it's so good i thought i wouldn't like it as much no it's i don't even remember smash or tyra who even knows boring now all I care about is Jess and Jess's tiny little baby brothers. But we'll get to that. I am so excited to get to that. Okay. I'm going to get my other beer.
don't have wine tonight. Um, just didn't feel like it. We have shit to do in the, we have, yeah, in the AM. I have an important meeting tomorrow. Um, but we are drinking, we're both drinking Rattlers, right? Um, mine is actually a grapefruit IPA. Okay, well, I'm, I have an important meeting, so I'm drinking a Rattler. <laughs> um, it's a grapefruit Rattler. We're both on the citrus fruit train, because we're all about health. It's summer, yo. Oh my god, it smells like a Woody's. Those ones are good. Do you guys have Woody's grapefruits in the United States? They're so good. That was the, this is a horrible story, but that was the alcohol, the first alcohol that I was like allowed to drink as like a child because it was very innocuous. Yeah, same. <laughs> when we would go to the cottage, my mom would be like, Woody's grapefruit is a breakfast drink. <laughs> and they wouldn't like drink any hard or like not hard, but like they wouldn't drink beer or wine or anything like until you know the afternoon yeah, but, but they would drink Radler in the morning with their coffee on on the weekend or not Radler the Woodies on the weekend we literally had Radlers for at breakfast both every like morning beer mimosas and we would just each get a tall can to eat with our like tofu scramble or whatever yeah totally um this one's really good it's from Waterloo yeah um, Waterloo Brewery I've had every Radler at that LCBO. Yeah, it's like pretty. Sometimes they're kind of like uh, more smooth, but I like that this one's tart. Yeah, and Can some I try of them that one have like more of a beer. Like yeah, kick. this one's more. It is like juice. That's like that Bud Light one. Yeah, this one's good. It's very beery. Yeah, it's like essentially an IPA, but like the first like smell and like flavor you get is grapefruit but i like that because ipas are kind of citrusy anyway Mm -hmm. so it's just really like upping it it's like honestly i was a trailblazer when i would order a light beer with a lemon slice in it even though bars hated me but i i want to be refreshed okay (laughs) yeah like i want to come home at the end of the day and be able to drink a beer in the shower and not like and like let it cleanse the inside of my body while like I'm the shower is cleansing the outside of my body. I drink a sparkling water in the shower. It was really amazing. <laughs> yes. It was so like fizzy. Um yeah, so I'm drinking like we said a grapefruit IPA by Hops and Robbers, which actually I don't know. I think it's Double Trouble Brewing Company, Hops and Robbers. Where is that? I don't know. Yeah, I, I. Oh, it's in Guelph. Oh, shout out! All right, so while we're sipping delicious citrusy brews, um, we're gonna talk fashion. We haven't really like we started off heavy into like judging people's I think hair it was and just clothes because it was like a blast from the past, right? And so it was like really jarring to see ourselves reflected back at us as it is. You know, whenever you hold a mirror up to society, people are going to react. Or whenever you get a Facebook memory. (laughs) Yeah. I want to die whenever I see my Facebook memories from high school. I don't even mind the high school ones. More like the early university ones really kill me. Oh, yeah. Because that was like, I mean, we obviously thought we were the shit during high school, but it's easier to see yourself thinking you're the shit than to see yourself like having really low self-esteem and being sad Mm. 
which was my first first two years of university. The past <laughs> isn't friendly, guys. I mean, so, we gotta talk about it. So we have to escape through bad hair, bad fashion. Yeah. But I think the issues in Friday Night Lights really took over and we were less fixated on people's appearance because mm-hmm. you can't you know strictly judge somebody by how they look no you can't have a podcast all about what people look like yeah but except when julie taylor breaks out a fashion nightmare this app we had we had no choice but to to bring it up yeah so i wish we could insert a visual clip there's probably we'll you a picture with our mouth there's probably literal audio of that skirt flapping yeah so it's like a mini skirt slung low on the hips pleated no like gathered it looked like a pretty structured gather because like yeah because it's like a thick poplin-y material yeah. i had that exact skirt you did yeah wow that um, is a blast from the past. So it's like tight around the hips, like a large waistband. Okay. And then like a separate piece of fabric, but that's like much longer. Okay. Like wrapped around. I'm falling. And then like, <laughs> but then it's like kind of ruched so that there's like a little tiny above the seam. There's like still, you know what I mean? Like yeah. the fabric is like kind of turns into like a little ruffle or like a little you know, paper bag waistband situation. And then the bottom is like more poofy. If y'all aren't following, (laughs) are you all painting a visual picture right now? And it's like either like a black or like a brown. Yeah. And hers was like a dark kind of like muddy color. It was weird. I think mine was brown. And then the t-shirts were long back then. To cover the butt. Always covering the butt. The butt because the pants were so low. You needed the butt covered. So she has like a very long t-shirt, which like before they started making the long t-shirts back when it was like still crop t-shirt time, it was like the hardest thing in the world to find a long shirt. I never had long shirts. Uh I would always just wear like basic t-shirts because like long shirts were too bodycon for me most Uh, of the time. So I was like not about it, especially when paired with a low slung jean. Like, so I liked a normal tee over a long shirt. Ah, or like when we would get layering. Like, like a boy's shirt from like Value, Value Village, Village and then and a, putting long it over a long shirt. Under. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I, I can't remember any long shirts that I owned. I own some like long tank tops now, but even those I'm like, I don't like the length. Mm-hmm. Um, and I never wore skirts. So I was just like. You this. wore skirts. When? Oh, yeah. I had, like, a in black skirt. You had some skirts. And you have, like, a corduroy skirt. Did I? Yeah. We Again, Facebook memes from high school. Yeah. <laughs> Not my jam. Yeah, we definitely were experimenting with, like, different outfits. Yeah, like, different styles. Like, I was... I really aimed for that, like cute like sailor look but like fell so flat <laughs> yeah and um even to even today i was like <laughs> should i get bangs <laughs> speaking of hair julie's hair looked absolutely magnificent oh my god her hair looked really good it looked it, like to see that hair i was like if that was your first impression of Julie, you'd be like, that girl has nice hair. Oh my God. She got like the wave, like 
the curl, like loose curl, yeah, like waved down. Her bangs were sideswept and like just really flowed thick. into like the rest of her hair. Mm-hmm. There was no stark like bangs curl contrast like we have seen in seasons past. East Dillon is treating everyone well. It must have like softer water. <laughs> like everyone's just really coming into their own in East yeah. Dillon. Yeah, definitely, like, the lowlights in Julie's hair looks a lot better, because the highlights made it look really stringy. Oh, totally. Yeah, like, everything, it's just, like... Maybe she has extensions. Maybe she has it looks a... looks so much thicker. I don't know. Like, maybe she does just, like, have a little hairpiece in there. That's the world's tiniest wig. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also... Jerry's still out on Tammy. I know that's gonna be she's gonna take that to her grave well yeah if I mean the if I had to go through this world knowing that Connie Ren's hair is fake I don't know what I would do I think I like my world would be rocked yeah I'd have to take a personal day yeah. and do some soul searching <laughs> I'd have to take a mental health day for sure um Tammy in this episode when like it was morning and her alarm went off and she got out of bed with like perfect hair i was like no when she okay two things first of all when she was doing like her banking and her hair looked beautiful oh, and like her teeth i was like god you never throw that shit up in a bun tammy never never that's never, why it's never. so nice i bet because it never gets broken in a hair elastic Aww. the second thing was that she went to bed with a full-on glass of cold water and I was like, we could all learn from Tammy. That's why her hair is so nice. Because she is hydrated. I go to bed with a full-on glass of cold water every day. Do you drink it? In the night. Okay, well, then I guess that's not it. No offense. <laughs> no, it's definitely not it. Um, it's a fucking... It's extensions. I uh, Sometimes when I take water to bed, I like tend to flail oh and I've, it spills I've so and like i water off my i'm like on my laptop before i go to bed and then i put my laptop on the floor and then the water spills and it's on the laptop and like it's not listen we rely on my laptop to do this podcast i can't, i have to sacrifice hydration i knock with the water off my bedside table like all the time it's not worth it and then you have to like wake up in a panic it's my least favorite thing it keeps you safe from aliens though so true but only specific kinds and why would those aliens come to earth if it's 70 percent water i mean like that's something that he should have thought of like yeah it's a really like they big must have had like some hole. kind of technology to make the water good but they it, like broke you yeah know? or like they weren't they didn't really need it like in that house at that exact moment yeah because an alien who is smart enough to come to earth should also be smart enough to know that Earth is made up mostly of the thing that's going to kill them. Yeah. That would be like us going to a place that's 70% fire. <laughs> and, being and just like, like stepping on it. Yeah. <laughs> like touching it. Yeah. Oh, fuck. That movie is good, though. Yeah, it's good. Okay. So, another fashion do <laughs> um, was Jess, who, um, who... The best so far. Yeah. She turns it out in every single situation, mm-hmm. she's literally good at everything. She's yeah. fucking beautiful. So beautiful. Um, 
and she pulls off like an insane outfit like it's no thing i was like <laughs> i love that outfit i'm like when god you- help if julie had worn that outfit <laughs> we would have been like Bleh! but like no we would not have let her forget it but just somehow pulls off rubber boots like cute can be cute yeah yeah okay but like not traditionally cute no sweatpants gray sweats tucked into the boots yeah yeah like we're starting we're in mom territory yeah this is like a camera panning up (laughs) um and then i think a white tank a long white tank yeah and then a sleeveless blue hoodie yeah like a long it was long also yeah oh it was long yeah but the sleeves were cut off yeah and it had like it was like a ringer tee kind of like the armholes had like line like rings around them okay so it really called attention to the fact that it was a sleeveless it was like manufactured as a sleeveless hoodie it wasn't a hoodie with the sleeves cut off no okay and then the hood was up oh yeah and then she was wearing what are those called a newsboy cap yeah (laughs) Like a gray newsboy cap. With the hood on top top. of the hat. And then, like, her beautiful flowing hair. Right. And she just, like, saunters onto the football field in that outfit. She looks cool as shit. Yeah. So, like, it's like, wow. An amazing, like, a confident woman just owning her life. Like, fashion or, like, style isn't about, like, what's on trend it's about like how you're confident how you like your swagger when you're wearing it yeah and like she was so confident when she approached landry with her cute ass brothers and he was punting and doing a horrible job and then she like taught him how to punt because she's a genius football expert yeah and plus she's wearing a comfortable outfit that you can move around in if you came across a dumb fuck that you needed to help with their football skills yeah i mean you never need to help anyone do anything but if you want to, you should wear comfy clothes. <laughs> um, so yeah, she wins. Fashion is on point. Oh, and there's one tiny other fashion. Oh yeah. Um, Tim Riggins is fashion. <laughs> Tim is like in the picture and I like don't mind well, him being Tim there. Well, Tim is the only one that's like treated as a fashion expert in this <laughs> episode. <laughs> um, because Becky asks him his opinion about on whether dresses. she should wear a pink or a red dress he goes for the pink he's obviously like extremely uncomfortable because he's never talked to like a girl non-sexually before right but the pink would look better on her skin tone i think yeah the red's too sexy yeah so good good job to him yeah (laughs) um and then he changes up his pants situation which i don't think we've seen no because we're used to the tight football pants because yeah i was like what does he wear at practice but yeah he just wears those tight little football leggings yeah <laughs> um and a boot cut jean is his go-to the bootiest cut yeah um but he was wearing basketball shorts when he was you know being an assistant coach which was a weird look not a I don't really like those on him. But then I know that, like, you know, we're crouching on sweatpants territory, which is, like, maybe I can see your dick in those pants. But the... Like, I was I looking, but I it was too far. I don't want to see your legs. <laughs> well, I like when he just wears those tiny little underpants. <laughs> True. Like, I like seeing I'm, the legs in that context. I'm not about, like, the leg 
coming out of like a wide short right yeah exactly okay yeah good point yeah that's not sexual <laughs> but i like to see a short that's like tight around the thigh yeah I like, like a, a strong thigh i want to see like your muscles yeah. happening i don't yeah. want to see some flouncy shorts and then like your skinny calf sticking out mm-hmm. yeah it's it was a weird look for him because he also, like, none of the other coaches are wearing that. Yeah. and He's like, not a coach. He doesn't have, like, the coach gear. Like, so he's not uh, on yeah, the he payroll. Yeah, he just looks like a bum, kind of. Like, it was. it's cooler when he was, like, helping Matt and helping uh, Smash, I think, when he was wearing his, like, shirling jacket and, like, mm-hmm. boots. Like, that is, like, a cool kind of like avant-garde coaching situation but once again we just said if you're gonna be helping someone wear the comfiest clothes you have listen i don't know what i'm talking about so i just i just say shit he probably is wearing the comfiest clothes he has yeah it's just like for him it's a shocking situation yeah. anyone else wearing basketball shorts i'd be like yeah no big deal if he was like <laughs> like imagine you like had to wear those khakis that would oh be my funny God. that wouldn't look that would we that would just would, be, be just a shook. Yeah, it wouldn't... It's just not him. Yeah. Uh, but I don't see what's wrong with a jean. Just wear a jean, Tim. Like, Tim, that's your bread and butter. Just wear a jean. Um, remember in Broad City, like, the montage of dudes playing basketball in slow motion? <laughs> and they're, like, rating their dick size? Yeah. Did you see that Broad City has a line of sex toys? I did see that, yes. It's pretty funny. Good for them. It's on brand. Yeah. Okay, fashion, fashion sidebar over. <laughs> Comments, content. Yeah. Who are we talking about? Oh, Matt. An update on his sitch. Okay. What's the sitch with Matt? The sitch with Matt is that he doesn't understand his mentor. Well, his mentor is hard to understand he's Um, a fucking douchebag yeah so like last ep and even like beginnings of this ep i was like yeah he's just like a unruly like old man like whatever but he really just is a shithead and like i don't want to give him any more time of day this fucking guy um he obviously like he's one of those assholes mm -hmm. that upholds the stereotype that all male artists are like egomaniacs and assholes and like substance have like a substance yes. abuse problem he's kind of like a hank moody but like not hot and not interesting yeah um and i think that like narratives like that just give i don't know they kind of give an excuse to like oh all artists are like misunderstood and you have to be a douchebag if you want to be you know if you want to dedicate your life to your art but like no like yeah lots of artists like have fulfilling relationships and families yeah and, and like you know. he's a genius so it excuses exactly. any kind any of abuse which we see every single fucking day <laughs> yeah, i was gonna say like look around you in our world guys um so yeah, yeah like i'm not like this guy can like just and this is yeah this whole thing is all about like separating art from artists and where like he can make these beautiful ethereal like weird ass sculptures and like oh he can be an asshole but he can also make beautiful art but like i'm not interested in like propelling that narrative really no i don't care about it and like and i don't want to separate art from artists that's not it's what i like to do no because we can't so we vote with our dollar 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we can't just sit here and be like, and then start splitting hairs on who we're going to support and who we're not going to support right. based on like art versus artists. Like you are what you do and what you make. Yeah. And what you surround it's yourself with. It's an extension with. of yourself. Like, wow so that yeah anyway he's a dick (laughs) um matt kind of has a heart to heart with him they go on like a weird road trip like i don't care i feel like that guy's dying i feel like that's a thing oh well also his art reminds me of a book that i read that i'm gonna recommend right here right now Mm -hmm. called broken monsters and i think the author is lauren bukes b e-u-k-e-s and it's a um crime novel but it's really well well written and it's about um like a serial killer in detroit who's also an artist and he like kills people and then like he's like super crazed and he makes like art with their bodies or like he incorporates their bodies into art and it's really good and you guys should read it wow i'm smiling ear to ear (laughs) yeah i think creating stuff with dead bodies and also her other book called the shining girls is also really good if you guys are looking for a crime book and that's book corner let's start a fucking book club yo <laughs> yeah um yeah so matt has a heart to heart with this dude um at a bar on their road trip and the artist guy essentially is like he, my my biggest piece of advice or like an artist's best tool or whatever is selfishness you basically have to like say fuck you to everybody in your life to be able to like achieve your goal barf like and it also sucks ego is you know wild it runs rampant it's just so dangerous yeah like it's actually refreshing that matt matt is kind of like He's he and the moment is kind of like this is really crazy, but like maybe as a point. But then that just gives this artist dude, I forget his name, like Richard something, mm-hmm. like a fucking like in to tell Julie you're the reason that you're holding Matt back. You're the reason that like he is what he is, which then makes puts that idea in her head. That idea should never even be in her head in the no. first place because that's not even the that's not even what it is. Like, he doesn't know about Matt's... He doesn't know Matt's life. That's exactly what Matt says. He's like, he doesn't know us. Yeah. But, like, that's not the reason that Matt stayed. It no. was incidental. Yes. Like, the reason that Matt stayed is because he, like, isn't selfish. Because he, like... He's the literal he's a good opposite person. of that. Yeah. So, like... And Matt, I th- and Matt's pissed because he goes to find Richard after. Because yeah. Julie tells him, like, hey, this guy... Like, I saw him outside and he, you know, basically attacked me... Um, but then Matt goes to confront him and then when he sees his art, it's yeah. like, oh, but like he Is it worth giving up everything I have to make this art? <laughs> no. Like, no. Um, but yeah, so that's where we leave Matt. He's trying to figure out, you know, his path and then, you know, he's an intern to this douche. Yeah. And some sad stuff is coming Matt's way. <sighs> We have to like take a Valium before that. Um, yeah, we have to. That's the episode that we have to record from bed. <laughs> like, like just like holding the microphones, like Hi, yeah, guys, and then it just gonna sound like it's like rolling, uh, yeah. crying, like sniffling, yeah, like, like crying uh, off screen. Hey, okay, oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm like surfacing for air every once in a while. 
box of wine. <laughs> okay, so then the last update, a sitch update, is Buddy. Oh my I'm god, so stoked this is about more this than update. A sitch update. This is like a this is like a lifestyle buddy update. Has <sighs> I love Buddy. Like I love this, we've kind of been hinting about it the whole time that like Buddy's gonna turn a corner. Buddy has an arc. This is, is it. it people. This is it. I love Buddy. (laughs) Buddy has had a fucking time. He has been up. He has been down. He has done some really bad stuff. He's done some pretty good stuff. I don't even remember anything bad he ever did. And you know what? Maybe all the bad stuff was just because he was under the influence of that Westland spell, baby. Like, it was all just... Like, you're living in a fantasy land. What is real? What is fake? Like, who can you trust? Who can you trust? No, I agree. Like, Buddy... He's a product of his environment he's before. He's a product of the fucking stupid-ass Panthers. Totally. 100%. Like, he was born with a silver spoon in his stupid little mouth, mm-hmm. and he's just been acting out. He doesn't know right from wrong. How is he supposed to know? He never learned. He learns thanks to Coach and Tammy. Coach and Tammy are the parents that everybody needs if you choose to accept them as your parents, which I have, <laughs> and Buddy is, he's had an awakening. It's like, it's 2017, but it's 2009. Like, he is just... That's 2017, Buddy. <laughs> he is, he knows what's up. Um, so, he... Okay, so there's a tense boosters meeting. Oh, yeah. Where they're kind of like in a checkmate. Where Joe is looking over his glasses at him, uh, and Buddy's like kind of nervously smiling, and Joe's like, "I know that you told them about the, mail the mailbox. Are you? I know that you told Coach about the mailbox." And Buddy's like, "What mailbox? I don't know anything about any mailbox." Playing dumb, mm-hmm. not doing totally. a job. But there's you see that tension. So you see. The pieces are in motion and slash have already been put into motion for um, Joe to force Buddy out of the boosters because he sees that he doesn't have Buddy on board as a minion. Buddy still has a little bit of upper hand. He plays it a little bit when he's like, listen, like I was, have been a Panther since like before you even like had any consciousness of this town a year and a half ago with your stupid piece of shit son. Yeah. And like your fucking cronies and your beautiful wife who I still love, but like, it's not her fault. No, no. And it's not JD's fault either. No, but he's a part of his environment, but he sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, so Buddy is kind of like he's he's playing his last cards right now. He's mm-hmm. like anything that I can like keep these guys at bay, he's he's going to try, but he's coming up to like the end. But it's end. just sad how these fuckers just like want to S the D of the most powerful guy in the room and they whether it's right or wrong, whether it's going against everything they've known their whole lives and like against all the traditions of the panthers they're just going along with whatever um joe mccoy does and it's like trump (laughs) yeah it is 2017 like it is really like it's like these lifetime boosters who've always stood for one thing and now this like piece of shit who's the most powerful guy in the room is heading like down a totally different direction and they're helpless and they just go along with it because they just want the power that goes along with being a panther yeah it's the panthers are a toxic organization 
led by like a f- unhinged dictator tear it down just shut down football shut down government <laughs> let everyone out of jail <laughs> yes you heard it here first uh, yeah. God, that escalated quickly <laughs> but you're not wrong yeah um buddy is an emerging social justice warrior in the face of all this cray well keep in mind that like the thing that sets him off is they're at this boosters barbecue which i don't remember it ever being this fancy and i don't remember them ever selling merch at a barbecue this boosters barbecue makes me sick i want to barf in that pool there's like elevated areas on the patio like it's is that the mccoy mansion backyard it's gotta be yeah um yeah so it's all these like fucking slimy men sitting around drinking like light colored button-up shirts with the sleeves rolled up tucked in to khakis it must be nice your your business casual must be so easy just roll out of bed put on a fucking boring ass ugly outfit that you wear every single day and have people promote you to like the highest levels great meanwhile i can't find a pair of loose pants to save my life that makes my butt look good no no like i i got in trouble for wearing running shoes today so that is the patriarchy at work folks right you want to wear stupid loafers no you i have don't do i don't want to wear pointed leather shoes that you guys think are so great i don't want a bunion <laughs> i've seen what happens to people with bunions i used to work at an orthopedic shoe store i don't want that i want to be comfy i want my arch to be supported if y'all can wear the same boring ass slouchy outfit every day so can i well, there was that article about that woman who wore, wore the s- she wore the same outfit every day and she like got in trouble. Yeah, and there was work. that like mayor of like some town in Australia or something that wore the same suit jacket for a year and he was photographed in it like every single week and no one noticed. Hashtag life hack. <clears throat> um Booster's barbecue. <laughs> Boosters barbecue indeed. So the reason, the thing that sets Buddy off is they're talking about how they're like winning against the Taylors. Yeah, they're talking about how even though they found out about the mailbox and Luke had to go to the Lions, um, they still are going to be able to get rid of um, Tammy or like Principal Taylor. And then um, I like wrote his name or something. Oh, yeah, Lester and Warren are the ones talking about it. Those fucking pieces of shit. Yeah, Lester and Warren are canceled. Um, They are like, yeah, pretty soon we're going to be able to get rid of that bitch. Buddy? (laughs) The words bitch and Tammy in the same sentence. And that's it. He freaks out. Uh, He freaks out. has been flipped and Buddy is no longer the man that he used to be. Nope. He would fucking die for Tammy Taylor, as we all would. <laughs> yeah. He is I would a- jump in front of a blood for Tammy Taylor. I'm saying it right now. This is the last straw. He cannot hear his like personal friends and heroes be besmirched at a booster's slimy barbecue. Yeah, and like especially yeah, it's like what do you even stand for if you don't stand for Principal Taylor? She's only trying to do what's right. She's never done a bad thing in her life. No. 
So um, Buddy launches into an epic speech. It's so good. So he basically says, well, he calls Joe a cancer, which is like very strong words. Teach it like you preach it. Honestly. Um, he says that he put the mailbox in 12 years ago. Really makes me confused about the mailbox all over <laughs> Even again. more. But fine. I was like, yay, we solved it. And then I was like, no, we didn't. Yeah. So the, the mailbox has been there for 12 years. I don't, whatever. It's fine. Yeah. Um, and Buddy Case admits closed. it and he's like, and I can do whatever I want because I'm the panther. But guess what? You guys aren't panthers. You guys are like some awful amalgamation now right and he's like i don't want to be associated with whatever this is and then he ends his epic speech with clear eyes full hearts can't lose you know what i'm not a panther anymore you used to be my friends i don't know who you are i don't know what you believe in but it's not the panthers it's not the panthers i believed in it's not the panthers we grew up with i'll tell you that right now you want to know another thing I'm the one who told Eric about the mailbox. Hey, I can't live with myself anymore. I put that mailbox in 12 years ago. Out in the middle of the night, I dug that hole and put it in. It's my mailbox. I do whatever I want to with it. And Joe, I tried. But ever since you got here, you have been a cancer to me. You've been a cancer to my friends. And you've been a cancer to this team. And just one more thing I want to say is clear eyes full hearts can't lose like buddy he's home now he's home so this is great (laughs) we are piece by piece like building like a stronger east dylan like community we are like getting people to back the right people for the right reasons believe in the right kids the right morals like this is what it's all about, people. This is why football th- is so important for people. Like, the building people up and bringing communities yes. together. It's not about flashy uniforms or going to state. It's about giving kids an outlet. Right, and then also giving back to the community right. Like that, you know, might have helped you fundraise or that, like was there for you and your kids in like a time that you needed them yeah it's about like inciting like pride about where you're from totally so that's what we're seeing what's that's what we saw in the panther so we didn't realize that like the flashy veneer was like how bad it was yeah we were we were just blinded. We were taken in. Yeah. we. It was like a cult, dude, and we were sucked in. Like, we've always said, we're going to be the first people that fall susceptible to a cult. Yeah. But we've I'm, seen the error of our ways now. Yeah, but that doesn't mean we're not going to join a cult. Oh, no. In real life, we probably still will. But we are with East Dillon till the end. Yeah, but we'll, uh, luckily, if we're in a cult and then we hear any kind of bad-mouthing of Connie Britton... It'll snap us out. <laughs> A mature woman that we admire, we will leave in an epic uh, firestorm. I thought that Buddy was going to throw his state ring into the pool, and I was like, no, it means too much to him. Yeah, and the state ring represents the Panthers of yore. Yeah, the of yesteryear. Yeah. Um, you think um, Buddy's going to like pack up his like tiny apartment and move to East Dillon? 
Um, oh yeah, I forgot he still lives in the tiny apartment. No, I think he's really made a home for himself. I think he doesn't <laughs> mind the extra one and a half minute drive. Doesn't mind the commute. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's awesome because they need money. Buddy's got money. Buddy's got connections, and Buddy totally. knows how to schmooze. Yeah, Buddy knows how to work it. Like this whole ep. Um, coach was like going to buddy being like you know how to ask for money mm-hmm. like i'm really bad at doing that i don't know how like, i yeah. need you to help me ask people for money right so yeah i think we didn't really touch on it but coach and buddy's friendship was also a reason why um any bad mouthing about his family it's like not okay yeah yeah because like they remain like the weirdest best friends of all time and mm-hmm. i think like their relationships never like it's always kind of been like Buddy's acting stupid and coach like talks him down or whatever. Right. But it's been more strained lately because of just the tensions between the two teams and the fact and like how coach was ousted and yeah. how they're like just so mean to Tammy when it's not her fault at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think that that, that that's never sat well with Buddy because he should be able to talk to his friend about yeah. anything when he wants to. Like, remember when Buddy was homeless and he was staying on their couch? Oh my god. Yeah, I do remember. Yeah, dude. Oh my god, those days are so far gone. Like, I've grown so much since then. Have you? No. (laughs) I was like, have I? (laughs) Yeah, if we take stock in our lives, they're pretty much exactly the same, give or take a couple thousand listeners. (laughs) Um, That's it. That's all we got. That was a good episode i think wait ours or both okay (laughs) yeah they were both good they were both great um okay great so um in case you guys have forgotten you may have forgotten we didn't tweet the last episode sorry everyone what's summer yeah we're on vacation you get it in your itunes um, we apologize profusely. This one will be tweeted. Yeah. And um, Instagrammed and Facebooked. Whatever All y'all want. Clear Eyes Pod. And uh, check out our website, cleareyesfullheartsplusboost.com, for all past episodes mm-hmm. in all one place. And please rate and review on iTunes. We got another rating and we're going to read on the mini sode. But if we get another rating before then, then we'll have two ratings to read. Please rate and review. It's, it's fun. It's, it's cool. It's interactive. Don't be a panther. Be a lion. Mm. Rate and review. All right. Bye. Bye.